Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories Dark Mysteries. Tonight, we're going to discuss the Heaven's Gate cult. After receiving an anonymous tip in Rancho Santa Fe, police enter a mansion and discover 39 dead bodies. 21 women and 18 men were all found lying peaceably in matching clothing. They were all lying on their backs with purple sheets covering their dead bodies. Every individual was dressed identical, wearing black clothing, black Nike shoes, and each one of them had $5.75 in their pocket. According to a Mark Twain story, this is the amount of money it costs to get into heaven. The men and women were members of the Heaven's Gate religious cult, who were convinced that a mass suicide would allow them to leave their bodily containers and enter an alien spacecraft which was hidden behind the Hale-Bopp comet. I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Dark Mysteries, The Heaven's Gate Cult. Marshall Herf Applewhite was a music professor whose life began to spiral out of control after he lost his job. He was likely forced into retirement after engaging in a sexual relationship with one of his male students. His wife took their two kids and immediately left him. He was also disowned by his father, which seemed to send him into a mental breakdown. In 1972, he sought medical treatment, and he met a nurse by the name of Bonnie Lou Nettles. She recruited him into her religious group, which turned out to be the Heaven's Gate Cult. By 1975, the pair were leading the cult and had recruited a group of 20 people from Oregon and moved them into eastern Colorado. All of the recruits had been ordered to abandon their families, quit their jobs, and leave their entire lives behind to become part of this cult. They believed that an extraterrestrial spacecraft would take them to the Kingdom of Heaven. Nettles began calling herself T, and Applewhite took the name of Doe. They convinced their followers that they were actually alien beings, sent to the Earth to deliver this message and to take a lucky few of them with them into outer space. They explained that the human bodies were just containers or vessels that could be abandoned in favor of a higher physical existence. In a shocking and unpredictable twist, the spaceship never arrived to take them away, and some of these cult members abandoned the mission. Two journalists managed to infiltrate Heaven's Gate after reading a recruitment flyer. The two were accepted into the cult and gathered enough information to publish an article which turned the sexless couple into the laughingstock of the country. Membership would take another hit in 1985 when Bonnie Lou Nettles died of cancer. At that point, the leaders of Heaven's Gate were looked at almost as alien gods by their followers, so it was unfathomable for some that Bonnie could just die before their spacecraft arrived to take them all away. In the early 90s, Applewhite began recruiting new members, and they were all fired up when they heard about this Hale-Bopp comet that was discovered in 1995. The Heaven's Gate members were actually convinced that there was an alien spacecraft hiding behind this comet, and it was finally coming to get them. At this point, Applewhite's attitude changed. 
he became more and more controlling over his members. These members were forbidden from having sex, they were forbidden from thinking about sex, and they were also limited to only watching Star Trek on TV. And then Apple White even suggested that the men in the group should be castrated to prevent them from breaking the rules. Surprisingly, some of them actually agreed to go forward with the operation, while others were understandably driven away from the cult over this decision. The first attempted castration was performed by a nurse who was actually a member of Heaven's Gate. While she did have some anatomical knowledge, she was not a surgeon and she ended up botching the operation, causing swelling and a ton of bleeding. At this point, Herf started to panic. And he basically threw his arms up and was like, just take me to the police station. I deserve to be in jail. They did not end up turning him in. Instead, they found an alternate source for castrations and found a doctor in Mexico who agreed to perform the operations on several of the group members. Herf had his own TV show at this point and was posting videos online trying to recruit new members. This was when he started to notice what the general public really thought about Heaven's Gate. He did not handle the cyberbullying well and began to plan the final exit in 1996. He became obsessed with the idea that the government was hiding the existence of the flying saucer that was trailing the Hale-Bopp comet. They believed that the lack of photos from the Hubble telescope and others meant that they weren't really telling the whole story. Doug convinced his followers that T was actually alive, and she was on the spacecraft communicating with him every day. Her message to the group was that they needed to leave their human vessels as quickly as possible. They were so convinced that a spaceship was following the comet that the group went out and bought a telescope for themselves, since the government clearly wasn't going to show them what they were looking for. Well, they tried out this telescope, and shockingly, they could not see a spaceship following the comet. So they did what any one of us would have done at this point, and they took the telescope back to the store and said, hey, this thing doesn't work. We can't see the spaceship behind the comet. In the months leading up to the mass suicide, the group began taking trips and preparing for their exit by contacting former members to make sure that they would manage their intellectual property once they were gone, including maintaining the website, which is actually still active to this day. In March, members began recording exit interviews and sending them to former members to ensure that they would pass these tapes along to their families once they were gone. On March 22, 1997, the exit began. Three days later, an anonymous tip was placed when a former member discovered all 39 bodies at the rented home in Rancho Santa Fe, California. He had received a letter from Doe requesting that he visits the home and takes video of what he discovered. It was originally reported that all 39 bodies were male, but it was later discovered that a majority were actually women. They just looked similar due to the fact that they all wore the same clothing and had the same haircuts. The cause of death was asphyxiation with a plastic bag, with assistance from the phenobarbital and alcohol. Marshall Herf Alpawhite was found dead alone in the master bedroom. He was part of the second wave of suicides. The Heaven's Gate cult mass suicide would go down as the largest mass suicide on U.S. soil. 39 people died. Police who responded to the scene said that there was 38 victims and one murderer. So tell us what you think. Do you think that this was actually a murder by Herf, who convinced all of these people to commit suicide? These were adults acting at their free will. But was Applewhite responsible for the brainwashing? Or did an alien spacecraft actually pick up these souls and take them into outer space? 
Stick around as Rob, Dave, and myself dive into the case and the thought process that went into this brainwashing and crazy, crazy story. This is Hometown Ghost Stories, Dark Mysteries, The Heaven's Gate Cult. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Hometown Ghost Stories, Dark Mysteries. That was the cult of Heaven's Gate from the 70s to the 90s. Uh, very interesting stuff there. That was the voice of Jesse Wilkins you heard. What's going on, Jesse? What's up, guys? Or and should I say Jasodi? Yes, I am Jasodi. We're joined by Rabodi and Devoti. Mm. Good names. What's up, What's up Rabodi? Um, I personally got ready for this episode i went in the kitchen i castrated myself threw that in the trash i'm ready are you guys ready did you castrate yourselves we made a i'm pact. not as ready as you uh, we made a pact i know we were supposed to do this together come on devotee come on devotee <laughs> i'm gonna be more devoted than that <laughs> dude this story is absolutely wild and the reason i put it in dark mysteries is the one driving factor that is still mysterious about this case is the website is still functional and nobody really knows who's upkeeping the website, but you can still go on it today. I was there earlier and it is remarkably harrowing and creepy to look at now. I mean, it's just a, it's a website from a long time ago, but when you know what happened to these people and you see like their final statement and they're saying there's a red alert, you know, this is your last chance to, you know, board this spaceship. It seems like a wacky website to be on, but when you know that these people 39 people killed themselves to get on this spaceship and go like they really were all in and people were in this cult for a long time it wasn't just like you know this new cult and like oh we're crazy people and we're going to the moon no this people were in this cult for like 20 years it was serious and people were in and out and they would come back for some reason because they would go here and they would live a massive chunk of their lives leave their family behind, leave their friends behind. But when then, when they, things start to get too serious, like when they started castrating people or they start talking about mass suicide, people would leave. But then they don't know how to function again in, in regular society. And yeah. it's tough because it's like, okay, let's say you joined the cult for five years. Your resume says you up and left your job. So when you go to get a new job, what, what exactly is your excuse? Well, Joined a cult for five years, <laughs> but you know, I work well with others. I'm very committed to the cause. <laughs> you know? Castrated myself. So you know that I am here. Yeah. I'm all in. All. I'm all in. Yeah. It's a so, form of institutionalization. You see the same thing when people are serve long sentences in prison, when they finally get out, they don't know how to reintegrate into normal life and they end up finding ways to get themselves back into prison sometimes which sounds extreme, but like Jesse was saying, when you don't know any other way of life, you, you're, you're, you're really at like a, 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 the edge of a cliff where you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So you these resort w- back to what you know. Yeah, it's, it's sad because a lot of these, these people, like they weren't just 
loners who were like, oh, here's something to grab onto. Maybe some of them were, but a lot of these people had families. They had children. They would just go drop the kids off at the grandparents and be like, bye forever. <laughs> Going to outer space. <laughs> and you can still watch like a lot of the videos of like the recruitment and like the, the preaching. Cause this all roots back to like, the, it's sort of routed in Christianity where they're like extremely religious, but I mean, we don't talk about comets and UFOs in, in the Bible. So no, but what, but what they believed was, and they referenced the book of revelations when they said that there's supposed to be a cloud that comes and takes everybody up. Who's alive on earth and they're going to ascend into the heavens. And they said they're, their interpretation of that was back when the Bible was written, the people who wrote it had no idea what a UFO could be. They just perceived that as a large cloud elevating people up into the cloud. And they said, that must be a UFO from outer space. Now we know what that is. Back then they didn't. That was them just. Oh, well, when you put it like that, sold them in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so well, a lot of it's, it's well, also people that are just looking like, even though they might have families and stuff, Sometimes you're looking to be part of something, right? Like you just, you, and we're going to do more cults and you're going to see this more and more with other cults as well. It's like a sense of belonging. It's like, I finally found people that want me to be around. Like if you were a loner, not everyone finds like quote unquote finds their tribe, right? We hear people talk about that all the time. So when you find people that are accepting to you and they have, I don't want to say the same, like complete beliefs like this got out of control, obviously, but there's some, sometimes things make sense, especially when you're looking for that sense of belonging. And by the time it gets too far, you don't even realize it. And you're just like kind of wrapped up in it. And I think yeah. you're going to see that happen again and again. And I think that happened here. Especially with this one where it's like people were in it for 10, 15, 20 years. It's, you, you get so separated from everyday life that that you don't remember what the outside world is like. It's, it's, it's wild. And a lot of people think that if, so Bonnie died, she ended up with brain cancer and she died, which was a huge blow to this idea that they were, you know, that Marshall and, and, and her were like these gods that were sent to take these people up to heaven. So it, it was a massive blow because well, how did she just die? She died. She was supposed to go up on the you know spaceship and people left the group after that. And they think that if she had, hadn't had died of cancer, this mass suicide probably wouldn't have happened. Marshall was a, a legitimate, he was a crazy person. He was not okay. He was out of his mind. You see it, you see it in these pictures. It's wild that people chose to follow him. But like, you know, like Rob said, there's, there's different thought processes that go into it. And a lot of people did leave. So there was two main things. One of them was when she died, everyone's like, well, what is that? That, that doesn't add up. The other thing was at one point, two journalists had infiltrated their way into the group. They're like, you know, they got a flyer. They're like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> we're going to this. So they showed up and they actually got accepted into the cult and they were there for a little while. And then they ended up leaving and publishing the story. And they, these two became the laughing stock of the entire country. Everyone's like, what's up with these whack jobs? And this the cult, the cult leaders, not the exactly. journalists. Oh no, not the journalists. No, 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 the cult leaders. So the cult leaders got made out to be these absolute wackos, and their their cult went from about a hundred people down to like twenty five. So it was just a couple dozen people left. These were the devoted people, and they had some really devoted people. I don't know how much you guys have looked into this, but there was one guy who was like the Dwight Schrute of the yeah. uh, of the group, 
he was i don't know why this detail cracked me up yeah so (laughs) they said whenever they would give him a task he wouldn't just go do the task but he would literally run to go do the task so it's like you know like oh yeah we need some new black sneakers he would just up and run out of the room and go get it done you know yeah. like, well they weren't they weren't specifically assigning the task to him they were saying anybody want to volunteer he would get up and run full speed yeah. <laughs> including when they came up with the idea of castrating the men so the idea this was like a sexless cult so for, to them it was like you cannot have sex you're in this cult you cannot masturbate you cannot have sex these were these were the rules and for men and women and the men they were like well what, what do we do because you know, some of them just couldn't control themselves. And some of them openly admitted to breaking the rules several times and still having these thoughts. You're supposed to not even have these thoughts anymore. That's why they cut all their hair the same. They had them dressing all the same. It was supposed to be genderless, sexless, not allowed. And so when they offered up the idea of castration, this was after Bonnie had died. Dwight Schrute of the group, what was his name, Dave? I think it was Savodi. Something like that, Savodi. So, so this guy was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm up. Let's do it right now. Let's go. And they had one woman inside the cult who was a nurse at one point. But nurses aren't ready. They're not equipped to do castrations. So basically, she opened him up and snipped him. And his testicles swelled to like twice the size they're supposed to be. And he's just like in a ton of pain. And immediately, Applewhite is like, oh, no, what have I done? I've gone too far. Somebody take me to the police station and turn me in. And it's... Everyone's like, dude, what the fuck? So this was another moment where people left the cult because they're like, this the, the guy broke character. He's not yeah. supposed to break character. Right. And he's supposed to be this god with this message. But other people were just in so deep that they, they couldn't get out of it. They were just in for the long haul no matter what. You're this watching is, surgeries. This is actually an interesting part of this cult because a lot of cult leaders start their cults and as they progress through it, it becomes about sex. They, they become like obsessed with, with sex. You'll see it with Jim Jones. When we cover that case with a bunch of other cult leaders, they're allowed to have sex with whoever they want within the group. So for Apple white to also follow the message that he was laying out. But I, I also think that he was impotent. If I remember correctly, like he had some, some issues down there to begin with. So he might've, I know he was gay and this was kind of, when he began to spiral out of control because he ended up losing his job over it. He was a music professor and it got outed that he was having a sexual affair with one of his male students. So his wife, found, so he had kids, he had a wife, wife found out immediately left him. He immediately had to, he retired, but I think it was one of those situations where they're like either quit or retire or get fired right now. So mm-hmm. he re- he retired and then that was it for his, his career. And so I, I don't know, but it, it, yeah, it's it's a strange thing because it's kind of backwards, like you said, from other cults. Where other cults, you see the leader start to like bend the rules in his own favor, almost right. And crash, like, well, crash Davidians. Yeah, yep. like, well, you can have sex, but only with this guy. Yeah, just what David Crush did. He did. He said um, he presented this option to his members of his cult. He's like, sex is such a burden, and I don't want you all to have that burden. I will take the burden <laughs> I will on myself it. and I will marry all of your wives and I will have the sole burden of oh, having God, to have man. sex with all of your wives. And all the guys thank are like, you. great, thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you so, so much. much for that. That is yeah. so nice of you. Look at the sacrifice that he is making <laughs> for this cult. 
and it, you know, he's got a couple of them. He's like, listen, I need you to go out and get a, a hotter wife because it's more of a burden and I'll take that burden. It's yeah, it's, it is wild. I just, I can never wrap my head around the victims in these cases where it's these people that are getting absolutely brainwashed and they know they're being brainwashed. There was interviews with members of this cult where they slipped up and like, you know, when we started getting brainwashed, Oh, well, eh, yeah, kind of, eh, eh, you're brainwashed. I was brainwashed. We're brainwashed. <laughs> Jokes on us. And then they go back to the call. It's, it's wild. I don't, I don't understand the psyche behind it. And it doesn't, it doesn't start off that way. Usually like we'll deep dive into Jonestown and, and Jones himself, but it did not start off that way with him. It was about a sense. He I mean, he started his own church. He was helping the community a lot. Like a lot of people that were poor were coming to his church. He was open to all races and it, in the beginning was actually doing good for mankind and slowly and slowly that progressed a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you're too far in like you, and you don't even realize it happens because it's not like, it's not going from um, we're having a meeting. We're going to have our first meeting together at nine at nine 15. We're all going to go and mutilate ourselves. And then at nine 30, we're going to kill ourselves. It, it's years and years and years of indoctrination, indoctrination, Jesus words, just, you know, sometimes I can't speak them, Do but great. it's words and words of integrating yourself within this cult and things progressing further and further and further. And by the time it progresses to that point, you're like, Holy shit, what has happened here? I just drank some flavor aid that I'm going to be dead in five minutes. Basically. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah, well, we'll have to do a deeper dive into the psyche of how people get caught up in these things. But it, what's I, interesting is that when psychologists dug into these cases and they actually interviewed a lot of the former cult members, they came up th with the fact that surprising amount of these people who join the cults are actually of high IQ. They're not idiots. They're these because you, you you think like they're all fucking idiots, right? Like what are you doing? But they're not. They all have high IQ. They're all looking for a higher form of something. Partly because they think that they either are better than everyone else and don't fit in, or they're like, they're just so bored with knowing so much that they're like, there has to be more. What, what, what is a higher form of elevated knowledge that I can latch onto? And then they find these groups of like-minded people and they end up getting brainwashed fairly easily. It's just crazy. And maybe I'm shallow, but when I watch documentaries on people that got out of cults and interviews like this there's a i think it's still on hbo that there's a documentary with sorry with the survivors of of this cult and people that got out just in time or whatever i again it sounds shallow but i'm watching them like how are you this dumb how are you this stupid the whole time and i i, I feel bad and maybe it's insensitive but that's it's, i don't know well, you know it. the whole story at that point again. yeah so it just goes back to but so we don't I, know how at that point I'm talking about you weren't there in the beginning yeah. and you were, you are not, you were not in that place that you're searching for something. Right. And this is one I, of the more, have, all right, before we pull off this point, this, this case, right. 39 people killed themselves. Uh, and then a bunch of them left beforehand and didn't kill themselves, but then four more did kill themselves after mm -hmm. to join the cult. Yep. You're, you're going to have to, convince me that those four particularly aren't extremely stupid because they watch the whole cult commit well, suicide in their, that, in their let me finish my point 
hoping to, that a UFO was going to descend and take them up. The UFO never came. So what are you doing? To their point, he had convinced them, not that I condone their behavior. I don't think the UFO came and took them up to space. I think we could rule that out. They're, they were referring to their bodies as the vessel. Mm-hmm. And they had eventually kind of twisted this message to saying that it started off that a spaceship was going to land and it was going to take them up. Spaceship never came. People started downing it. Comet thing happened. They're like, oh, here's the opportunity. Okay. But it changed from it's going to physically take our entire bodies up to we have to end the existence of our vessel and then it's going to take their souls up to heaven. Right. So their physical bodies didn't matter that they were lying dead on these bunk beds because their souls were being transcended up to heaven. Right. So those four were like, oh, shit, they did it, and we missed the boat. Maybe if we just end it now, we can also get our souls taken up to heaven. But again, I am with you, Dave. I have a very hard time being like, why are you so stupid when I watch but, these things? So th- this was their life, too. These four people, they just watched 39 people that they probably – we're around for 20 to 25 years. Right. We've all lost loved ones, right? Like after you lose that loved one, the way you feel about that and stuff, they just lost 39. They lost like basically their entire community. This was their family. They, they cared more about family. these people than their actual families. And that's right. step number one was them abandoning their actual families. But I think you're, like, it could be a combination of both where they're like, oh, everyone's dead and maybe they just commit suicide from that. And who knows what the real reason is. But it seems to me that they're like, oh, shit, they're going. We got to go, too. It seems like they were still in that mindset. And that's probably why they killed themselves. I think less that's from probably. the less from the loss and more from the panicking that they might miss that opportunity. And yeah, they've the, ruined their the lives. anyways. I could understand it more if it was from the loss. But my point is that they're like, we missed the boat. We got to jump in like the I get what you're saying that the narrative changed, but like the UFO never came. I'm surprised that they weren't like, ah, whoa, dodge the bullet. No, but But to Jesse's point, it wasn't an actual UFO. Like it wasn't one that you could see Their Their spectral being was supposed to be, well, not that you have to see from the, not from the street, because your spectral being was supposed to like ascend. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. But their belief was, it wasn't that the comet, was the spaceship. They believed that there was a spaceship hiding right behind the comet. Yeah, so well, they actually did think there was a real spaceship, but they, it. but he had convinced them that they could, uh, that their souls could leave and, and go up. So it's, uh, it's got a lot of wacky details The the final death was basically, they drank, they ate this like applesauce that was infused with some sort of chemical that would kill them in their sleep. They would put a plastic bag over their heads. They all dress the same. It's a really creepy crime scene to look through. Dave, I know you've seen the photos and I've included some of them in the video here, but in this crime scene, I mean, everyone's dressed exactly the same. They all wore black. They wore these black Nike shoes, which they all had the exact same pair of shoes on, which is why it's an important detail. They were laid out in these beds and they killed themselves in three different waves. So it was like wave one when it was like 12 people or whatever. And they basically to see if it would work, they took the poison they put the plastic bags over their head and they sealed them off. And then they just laid there and they bit the chemicals made them fall asleep. But the actual cause of death, I think there was only a handful of them that actually died from the chemical. Most of them actually ended up dying from suffocation from the plastic bag. So um, not a great way to go, but after they, after they, well, they were unconscious when they suffocated. Right. 
so anyway, yeah, there was that and they had fallen asleep. But anyways, so after that, they would remove the plastic bag, you know, wave two would come in and, and kind of clean up the scenario. And they put these purple sheets over them. It's a really eerie scene to go through. And then so wave two, the leader actually, Marshall, he ended up killing himself in wave two. And he was the only one that wasn't in like a bunk bed. He actually went to like the master bedroom and but he did go through with it and he died in his bed alone. And uh, then wave three had also killed themselves. I think by wave three, they upped the dose of the poison because they realized that it wasn't actually the poison that was killing them or something like that. But either way, 39 people dead plus four after, like you mentioned, Dave, it is a, uh, it is a wacky story. It's a wild, wild way that because whole thing evolved. on United States soil. Yeah. And, and the, I think the thing that kind of pushed this over the edge was he started making these posts online and he had a, he had an actual TV show that he was airing, trying to recruit people to the cult. And once he opened himself up to the TV show and everything, then he started getting cyberbullied, where he started realizing what most of the world actually thought about him. And it was just people were relentlessly commenting and, and making fun of him. And then that's when his thoughts started changing over to, well, maybe we sh- maybe the spaceship isn't going to land and we need to actually kill ourselves so our souls can be taken up. So it seemed like he got... He couldn't handle the harassment online. He was already a crazy person anyways, but he started getting all these vicious comments and everything like that. And he basically, his whole, everything shifted at that point in a very dark way. And it's really sad because, you know, these people at that point would believe anything and, and they were just up for it. But you saw it kind of spiral downward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember too, like we talk about all these people like, oh, how do they all get bamboozled? But there were certain events that caused waves of these cult members to go away and do you know the the final one the real victims in all this are the green Uh, bay packers okay the green bay Packers. look at their logo look at the heaven's gate logo real quick i want you to pull it up on screen you have it ready to go there oh man pull it up oh no it's the packers logo it's the packers logo on the heaven's gate logo their uh, logo is forever associated with this. It is literally the Green Bay Packers logo. Like, it is. So, yeah. How upset are you? Like, if if that was your company and you were just, and you saw that pop up for this cult activity, would you just be like, ah, gotta, we, we do have this. Wait, wait, wait. When, when was this cult established? And I want to see if this actually precedes the Green Bay Packers G logo. There's no way. Uh, what, you, I mean, did it change over time? Because teams are changing their logos all the, the time. First, the first Super Bowl was in 1966, and they had this. Logo. I'm not I saying mean, Dave, Packers this, this, didn't exist. I'm saying that they might have had a different logo back then. This they, logo is very 90s, though. So we also have to look into when was Heaven's Gates logo created, because that looks more recent. They had the Packers there. had this in the 60s. Okay, had so that, it that already beats it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have that, but I mean. We put the Packers in the top five with the victims here, but you had a lot of people call this murder where they say there was one suicide and 37 murders here or 38. Was it 39 victims or 38? 39? 39. 39. So there was one mur- one, 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 one suicide, 38 victims where he, they're saying like, like, you know, it's his fault. He brainwashed these people into doing this. He couldn't handle some criticism online. And he decided to change the narrative and just kill everyone because otherwise they're all. Stupid. I would agree with that if they were children, but these were adults brainwashed or not. They made a conscious decision to do this. Hmm. So yeah. I don't. Okay. 
particularly agree with the uh, murder. Yeah, thing. this this isn't so. Again, not to compare everything to Jonestown, we're going to talk about it. Jonestown is a different animal. Like, yes, some people drank, like we talked about the flavor aid, but that was a whole different set of circumstances where In that Jonestown, was. A lot of them were forced to drink it. That's my point. Yeah, they were actually forced to do it. So yeah, we'll, we'll cover that one on a future one. Maybe we create a different subset of categories here for cult stuff because we could jump into this stuff all day this would be a That's this would be a, a wild ride for yes. sure there's a cult down the street from me they opened up a, <laughs> there is a cult down the street from you <laughs> there is he's yeah, on and you support them all the time <laughs> I, I don't they have they do have pretty good food you just said they opened up a wonderful you, just you said- wouldn't know that they have pretty good food if you didn't support the cult dave <laughs> listen i draw my line in the sand at baked goods. At baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. The, the real victims in this case, because it, it is sad. The real victims in this case, and I have a hard time sympathizing with the adults in this case, because again, I'm just like, you're so stupid. But the, the real victims are the, the families, the kids that were left literally abandoned by their insane parents who just went to go, huh, we're off to the spaceship. Sorry, George. <laughs> what What's their George? kid's name? I was going to go with Gerard, but then I, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it. Charge. Charge? Charge. I don't know. These are spaceship people. They could name their kid anything. <laughs> it could be Jarge. Jarge of the Tronco. I do like uh, the detail that he what he said, no TV, nobody's allowed to watch anything except Star Trek. That was such, it's like, dude, there's so many moments where I'd be like, oh, wait, this guy's dumb. But the castration <laughs> thing would be the moment where I'm like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go because it's not just that he brought up the castration. Because a lot of people were like, "Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that." But it was it, it's the moment in the botched surgery. We already talked about it, where he's like, "Just take me to the police now." It's like, okay, you're a quack. <laughs> okay, you got us. We're going. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to really lean into it. If you're going to be a cult leader, you can't you can't go just take me to the police now. You got to go. Get me a samurai sword. I'll do it myself. Yeah, you can't just give up at the first sign of swollen testicles. Yeah, you gotta you gotta finish that job yourself. I don't care. Get a sword, bite them off, do something. <laughs> bite them off. <laughs> Rob, relax. <laughs> You're a cult leader. You gotta you gotta you gotta show some command. I'm not joining your cult. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. In 2018, rapper Lil Uzi Vert posted a concept album art for his then upcoming album Eternal. A take. I wonder if that's a terminal awake. But anyways, soon after this announcement, he was threatened with legal action by the two surviving members of Heaven's Gate, who said that he is using and adapting our copyrights and trademarks without our permission, and the infringement will be taken up with our attorneys. Well, there's who's keeping your website going. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> so that's interesting. We need to find out what's going on with these two surviving members. Are they trying to recruit new people? One I mean, the websites, no, they're not. I don't think. I know one of them just travels the world. And, In a uh, spaceship? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> For his sake. Dude, I, like, I started researching this, and I'm watching some of the people that are getting interviewed, and they're like, they're like from a, from a, a rival UFO <laughs> cult, and they just show their car pulling up. It's got a little UFO on top. I'm like, this is not real life. This is not real life. What are we doing? This is our job. So, anyways, this is a this has been a wild ride. It is a wild ride. I do like cold stuff. I'm glad we're starting to cover them. I want to cover more. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll jump more into uh, some of the other ones as well. But this one is uh, this one's a heavy hitter. Thirty nine people dead plus four. And it's this is like it's such a crazy concept to deliver to people. And it's just it always will blow my mind that people buy into this stuff. But yeah, the spaceship's going to come and take us away. It is. And you don't want to miss that spaceship. I wonder what the meetings were like. Did they have meetings where they're like, all right, here's the thing. When we get on the ship, we don't want to be too pushy with these guys. You know, you want to make sure you follow their rules. I know we won't speak whatever language they have. I, I don't. There had to have been preparation, right? Something like that. All right, I, I assume. I, I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I... maybe Dave can let us know after he goes buy some more <laughs> baked goods from the cult down the street and overhears a conversation from them. These guys, they don't seem like a futuristic cult. They seem like a real yeah, they look trapped gosh. in the 19th century type cult. Mm, fun. Even more waiting scary, for like actually. A, like a horse and carriage to ascend from the clouds to beam them up. <laughs> you know what's funny is like when we started doing this podcast, our buddy Matt Spagucci, as some may know him by, was like, oh, I'll get some footage for you. I'm going to go infiltrate the cult down the street. And he went, <laughs> he went there and <laughs> got kicked out and stuff. Yeah, he was, he, was all, he was all ready to go. He got like one guy to talk and they were, yeah, they were talking about like human trafficking and stuff like that. So it seems like it's a pretty oh, bad shit. game of people. Yeah, we won't, we won't, uh, confirm or deny who we're talking about here but good blueberry bread though right dave I was gonna say, <laughs> the human trafficking thing is news to me so you want some maybe, scones? Uh, they got scones maybe just blueberry bread like once a week or something it was time to cut down on those pastries dave <laughs> anyways i think that'll pretty much do it for the heaven's gate cults drop it in the comments let us know what you think and um you know obviously we laugh about this stuff but it's pretty serious stuff and that's that so Anyways, let me thank our patrons real quick. For our VIPs, we have Allison V, Jeannie R, Lisa J, Mike Oubliette, Blake, Mom and Pops W, Peach Smoothie, Robert H, Demon King, and Inspires Gaming. Thank you guys for being VIPs, a.k.a. the Church of Bucky McHats. Oh, the Church of Bucky McHat Elders. So we also have the Warrens Ward. We're not a cult. <laughs> you know, a lot of these, every single one of these sound like cult names. But anyways, you have 32 DRC, Amby Rose, Anna C, Chris C, Donnie N, Elizabeth Young, Lily, Jake V, Janice G, Mar Fire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Randy C, Sarah Cook, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Al Capone. Thank you, guys. And for the Ghost Pirate Mafia, we have Al Capone's poorly taxidermied cord dinosaur. We have Alicia Espinosa. Anthony T, Brandon W, Brandon B, Captain McSlugs, Kath Q, Cody G, Hooska, Hooska, uh, Castle, Huggy Bear, Joe R, Kiralee J, Mark M, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soph M, Soph M, I did it twice, but that's Hooper as well, Swanee, and we have the other Rachel B. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. $3 a month, ad-free episodes, early access, bonus content, all sorts of fun stuff. All I've the fun been, stuff. I've, Castrations. I've $50 tier, you get castrated. I have What's bad up? news. I need you to go through that entire list again and add Odie to the end of all of them. Oh, uh, we forgot him. Okay. Don't really. We have <laughs> Alodi, Jinodi, Lajodi, Macodi. Oh, we're doing it. <laughs> Mamodi and Papodi. I hate it. Please stop. Please stop. I can't. They all, they're all like the same. How do they? How do they differentiate between these people? I guess that wasn't that much. We have more, we have more patrons than they had suicide cult members. So, I guess that's that's good news. We're not a cult. 
We're not a cult. We should end the show. We should end the show. Wait, if we are a cult, if we are a cult, can we claim tax status and not have to pay taxes? Ooh, maybe. I think we go with the church. Hmm, I don't know if they give tax exemptions to cults. (laughs) 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 What is the status here, boys? (laughs) All right, we'll see you.